Hello. So, today we're going to be talking about the case of Tylee and JJ. Um, they have, there's been some updates in the court case. Lori's trial is officially over. Um, and we're going to talk about everything that happened. Yes. In case you didn't know. Um, because I have a lot of opinions on this woman. Yes. That I thought I would share. Now, I, uh, I, we want to disclose that, uh, put a little disclaimer in there. That this is, if you don't know about the case, it deals with anywhere from children's death to adults' death. Um, We're going to be talking about religion um, and trying to be respectful. Yes. Um, We're going to be talking about different religions and um, mental illness, everything. Um, we have, the cats are fighting. <laughs> we have a house full of animals, so sorry. Uh, they're crazy this morning. Now, to start off, I guess I we will go over the cast of characters, because <laughs> really are half of them are characters. Oh my god. Um, Probably should start with all of Lori Vallow's husbands. Okay. Yes, we'll try to go over this, and I, I wrote them down in order. She was married five different times. Um, now, she was married to a man named William first. Yes. And um, I personally didn't see what his last name was. I'm sure you could find it out if yeah. if um, it's out there. Yeah. Um. She had one son with William, and his name's Colby. Um, and I believe he's about 27 now. I think Colby even has a podcast, or a YouTube channel or something. I think so. I think he has a YouTube channel. Um, he's pretty outspoken about his disdain for his mother now. Yes. Um... Then after she married, she got a divorce from William, and very quickly, because a lot of her relationships run together, yeah, um, married a man, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, or just barely overlapping, yeah. Um, she married a man named Joseph Ryan, and she had a daughter with him named Tylee. Um, now, I. Just to butt in there for a minute. There is a little bit of confusion. And um, I'm not sure. But some people say that Tylee is her stepdaughter. But she got her um, by default because of his death. Um, Some people say that Tylee is her biological daughter. So I'm not sure. But I... And all of the research that I personally saw, it lists her as her, her biological daughter. Okay. That Tylee, her name is Tylee Ryan, uh, and she was the daughter of Joseph and Lori Vallow. Yeah. Um, 
I did hear some people trying to speculate about that. I think they got a little bit confused because Colby is the half-sibling. Yeah. And then JJ is the adoptive sibling. So it can get a little bit confusing confusing as to where all of the children come from. Yeah. Jade, from, to my knowledge, JJ is the only child that Lori had that was not her biological child. And no hate against moms or dads who have a bunch of kids. The, there's nothing wrong with that. Or confusing yeah. family. But it's just weird trying, in this case, trying to decipher her husband's and her yeah. children. We want to get it straight for you and, and no hate against moms because, you know, that's just the way life is. Yeah. Um, and then after Joseph Ryan, um, she marries a man named Char- Charles Vallow. Now, shortly before she married Charles Vallow, I believe about six weeks before she married, like, not before she met Charles Vallow, before they got married. Yeah. Her husband, Joseph Ryan, he mysteriously died. Now, he died of, I believe, um, a heart attack or a pulmonary embolism. Yeah. Um, but now, in 2023, it is labeled, um, people are speculating that that is a suspicious death. Yeah. Because he was kind of young to have a heart attack. I think he was only, like, 35 when he died. Yeah. And, Um, I mean, that's kind of odd that he would die. So, it was very random. Like, he went to sleep and died. Yeah, and and there, she wanted no autopsy. Yeah, she wanted him to be cremated immediately. Yeah, he was cremated the the very same day he died. So that was a little suspicious. So yeah, it, it's suspicious, but unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it because yeah. there's no way to go back and test any of uh, yeah any of his ashes um, because I'm not sure if even Lori even has the ashes but you know i'm i i mean never mind i'll I'll, we'll talk about it in a little while it i believe that there might be a little um connection to Lori's brother there possibly now she she meets charles vallow and she, she marries him very quickly and there's nothing wrong with that and you know I, to each his own. But it, it's just like you just lost your husband and you have this baby now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you jumped into another relationship very, very quickly. Exactly. Um, he, but Charles Vello is very, was very rich. Yeah. Um, he had several different businesses. He was very successful at his business. Yeah. Um, he he had enough money to where they went on pretty much annual vacations to Hawaii and even moved there. Yeah, I mean, they were so well off that they could, they flew one of Tylee's friends to Hawaii later to stay with her. Yeah. For the summer. Yeah. So, Char- this is going to get a bit confusing, but hopefully we can explain it in a way that isn't confusing. Um, Charles Vallow, 
has a sister named Melissa. <laughs> Excuse me. His his sister um, had a son, and they had JJ. Um, her son. Her son passed away, and his wife had problems, and she felt that it would be better for JJ to go and live with someone else. So. Melissa at the time couldn't take care of him. Yeah. And she, her, she and her husband had, um, issues, but Charles was more than willing to take him and he had plenty of money. Yeah. Stay at home wife. Only one other child. Right. And she was, you know, Tylee was older than JJ. So it was like, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. And actually, Tyler was more like a mom to him. Well, yeah, we'll find out later on that a lot of the people, uh, a lot of the per, you know person raising after um, Charles passed away, the person raising JJ pretty much was Tylee. Yeah. Um, all of the motherly yeah. things you should say. Take him to say. school. Now. They like I said they they after they got JJ they moved to Hawaii and started this juice business uh, this yeah. health juice business. Um, there was several different little stores, but like the main one they ran. Yeah. Um, and they stayed there for like a really long time. Yeah. Um, but then they decided to move back to the United States. Well, back to uh, to and, Utah. Oh, okay. Um. They lived in Utah, Arizona, and Idaho, so a lot of, sometimes they, they move back and forth yeah. from Arizona to Utah. Um, and Charles Vallow wants to write a book about Mormonism. Yeah. Um... Um, he wanted, uh, it's told that he wanted to write a book. There's multiple different stories about how they met, but the one that I, that I saw the most was he wanted to write a book and he met this guy, Chad Daybell, and he had written several successful books. I think like, I think there's like in his series, like five to seven books. Yeah. Um, any owner. A publishing company. Annie owned a publishing company. So he wanted to write a, a book. Um, and this is how he meets Lori. And they were also on this other pod, this podcast. Um, it's labeled as a doomsday podcast. They personally don't label themselves as a doomsday podcast. But people who have watched it say that pretty much that's all they talk about is, like, in times stuff. Um, so... I wonder what they talked about after July 20th. Um, yeah. <laughs> well... And the world didn't end. <laughs> yeah. It... I, I have no words for that. <laughs> now, it could be... 
either way. Um, but he was also, there was another thing that he was on a book tour. Chad was on a book tour and they had, because they had met on this podcast, there's actually like videos of them together. Yeah. Um, and, uh, a lot. He, at one point during this book tour did stay at their house at, uh, Charles and Lori's house. Yeah. Cha- uh, Charles was not there, but Lori was. Yeah. So we can speculate there. Um, now, in the rapid fire events that happened. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. Uh, because a lot happened in 2018. Um. And 2019. Oh my god. Lori, um... Sorry, I was trying to get my notes in order. Yeah. In in 2018, Lori started acting strange. Yeah, she started diving more and more into this... Into her religion. Now, like I said, they're Mormon. Um, but they... They're in a small branch of the Mormon religion. Yeah. Um that have in even by uh some of the things that I saw from people who are Mormon were saying that's a little bit much. Yeah. Um they don't believe in like um polygamy and all that. No. But uh briefly talking about it, basically they believed that the world was end going to end. And only people who deserved it were going to live. Yeah. Nah, you know. Um, so, and that people were being invaded by zombies. zombies and they were becoming zombies. Yeah. And that, you're, you know, there were these demons in people. It's a little bit crazy, in my opinion, um, yeah. But, it, you can look it up. Yeah, so if you, I mean, I don't know if everybody knows the Bible or anything like that, but if you don't, there's, um... Nobody's read that book, oh my god. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Not everyone has the same religion and the same, yeah. I mean, so they go by the the mormon bible and um it's basically the the there's 4400 people that are supposed to go to heaven god jesus is going to come down and get the the 44 the special ones yeah and lori believed that she and Chad, we're we're part of this forty four hundred. Yeah, and so their group, their little cult, were were the special ones, and um, they some. I'm. I mean, I have family members that are Mormon, so basically, Mormons do. Uh, they like to prep their meals and things. Yeah. Like they'll have like. Um, anywhere from a year to five years in 
in your kitchen, mm-hmm. in your pantry, just just for safekeeping. Not all of them think, I don't think all of them think the world's coming to an end. Yeah. But Lori was like, we have to, um, it doesn't matter what happens they, tomorrow it, it, because we're going to go to uh, heaven because on June 20th, 2020, the world's going to end. Yeah, they, um, Charles, or Charles, uh, Chad Daybell is being labeled as, um, the new, what's that, cult leader? Uh, uh David Koresh. David Koresh. They're, they're, um, comparing him to David Koresh because he, uh, was able to get people to, like, sell their homes. Well, I mean. To sell their businesses. Lori and, uh, her niece and her brother moved just up and left yeah Arizona now, to go to uh, move to Idaho with him so um speaking of niece um now we mentioned Melissa Charles's um sibling there is yeah. another Melissa yeah this is Mel- Melissa Bordeaux and I think a lot of people call her Misty. I believe, yeah, she's yeah. the Misty. Or, well, she her is, husband called her Misty. She's friends with Lori. This is a, a friend of Lori's. And she it, she left her husband in 2019. Crazy. Um, not Possibly because of Lori. It's not 100%. Yeah. But shortly after... She left her husband and and moved to uh, Rexburg, Idaho, with um, Lori. She quickly married a husband that Lori picked out for her. So you know, yeah, you could put two and two together. Um, in twenty nineteen, her husband. Was shot at, not the not the new one, the old one. Yeah, her her husband's her old her first husband's name was Brandon. It wasn't in twenty nineteen; it was twenty eighteen. I apologize. Um, he was shot at by a man in um an SUV. Now it's important to know the man in the SUV. We don't know who that is, but it's a speculative. You can. It's believed to be Alex Cox, the the brother of Lori Vallow. Yeah. And we'll get into why here in a minute. Oh, Alex. Oh, my Alex, God. The, the Brandon, he did not die. It was a, he believed it to be a paintball gun that he was shot at with. Well, um, it popped, but it didn't, it, it was like a paintball gun. He said it just popped. It didn't. Yeah, land no, anywhere. It yeah, didn't go anywhere. He didn't actually um but the the back of his uh car, the back window of his car was blown out. Ugh. So it did almost hit him. Now he didn't realize until later on that that the car that was being driven looked a really really similar to Charles Vallow's car. Yeah. Which is important because at the time nobody knew what was going on. 
um, shortly after he gets shot at. So, after this, after Brandon, Melissa's, uh, or Missy's husband, yeah. uh, first husband, gets shot at, um, Chad Daybells, I'm trying, I'm t- speaking slowly because I'm trying to get the timeline exactly correct. Yeah. Um, Chad Daybell's wife, Tammy, who he had been married to and have five children with, was unloading groceries from her car, and I'm talking, like, two weeks after Brandon was shot at. She's unloading the groceries out of her car. She turns around, and there's a guy in um, a mask who has a gun, what she believes is a paintball gun, and is also shot at. Yeah. Now, she didn't get shot. Um, the I, I believe, from the way that everyone describes it, I think that it might have actually been a real gun. Yeah. Um, not a paintball gun. But the pop sound was the gun misfiring. Yeah. Um... Now, it's also speculated that this man, who had shot at her... Now, this wasn't a robbery. He didn't say anything to her. He just shot at her. Yeah, and then... Broad daylight. Yeah. As soon as she started screaming, he ran. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the gun missed, you know, it didn't go off, um, he just ran off. Um, it's believed that this is also Alex Cox, who is the brother of Lori Vallow. Yeah. Now, we know Chad, it wasn't Chad because Chad was inside. She ran in screaming, got Chad, and they actually made a police report. Right. Um, now, this is all shortly together. Yeah. Um, I did see somewhere, um, but I think it was only one like, article, that there, that the Daybell house was also broken into. I don't know that much about that, if that's real or if it's not. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted shortly to Shortly after it. that, it, uh, short, uh, like, in about a week, uh, a week, um, it, there was, uh, there was a break-in, but not Nothing much was, was taken. I don't think. Um... So, a lot, you know, there's a lot of these little crimes going around. Yeah. Um, now, on September 8th, 2019. And it's also important to know that Brandon lived, uh, was living in Chandler, Arizona. Tammy was in, uh, Idaho. Rexburg, Idaho. Yeah, in Idaho. And they were not, they didn't know each other. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a little suspicious why these little crimes were happening. Yeah. I have a theory, and I will wait till a little bit longer to tell you about it. Um, but on September 8th, 2019, is the last time anybody sees Tylee. That's the last recorded, you know, documented sighting of Tylee Ryan. Yeah. Um, she, unfortunately, later on, we, we realize, we find out that she passed away on the 9th 
of September. Yeah. So literally the day, the next day. Yeah. Um, the events leading up to that is a little bit hanky. Yeah. So, one, this, that morning, they decide, um, Chad is out of, um, Chad, um, Charles is out of town. He's, he's not there. Um, they're going to go on a hike. I don't know why a lot of these... Well, okay, so we have to, I guess, go back to Charles's death. Because Charles... I forgot to mention his death. Yeah, he, um, Charles is, uh, they're living now in, uh, Gilbert, Arizona. And, uh... And they, I think it's Gilbert, or is it Chandler? Chandler. Chandler, Arizona. So they're they're only there for like three weeks because, like she said, they moved from Utah to uh, Arizona and, and all this stuff. Back and forth, back and forth, everywhere. She goes and registers JJ in school the following week. Uh, Charles, well, no, that same week. Charles goes to the police department and says, Hey, my wife is acting erratic. She needs help. I want to do a 5150 on her and have her committed to so that, you know, my children and I are safe. She's threatening to kill me. Yeah. And at this point, they, they are kind of, it's not a very happy relationship anymore. Yeah. They're no longer living together. Um, he bought a house for them to live in, but he's not current, and he's paying all the bills, but he's not currently living with them. No, he has his own a, a house. Um, I mean, he was well off, so he could do that, and and it's mostly due to the fact that he she was actively threatening him. Yeah, and so he's like, I I just want her to be safe. I want the children to be safe, and I don't want her to kill me. And the cops are like, you know... Well, we can't we, do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to call her in. She came in voluntarily. Tylee said, no, she's not threatening me. She um, she seems fine to me. But see, they did this interview with Tylee. Uh, yeah. With Lori sitting directly next to her. They yeah. didn't take her out of the room. They didn't... and. In my opinion, the reason why Tylee um, told this lie, because it was, you know, in my opinion, it's a lie that well, yeah. she wasn't acting erratic. Other, multiple other people said that not just Charles was saying this, but yeah. tons of other people were saying that she would just threaten him in public. Yeah. Um, I believe she lied to the police one, because Lori was sitting right next to her, and yeah. she might have been scared of her. Um, and two, I think she wanted to be able to stay with JJ. Yeah. Um, because if if she had to leave, they would put JJ in foster care, and they would send yeah. her to go live with... Um, her aunt. Aunt, I believe. Uh, on her father's side. Yeah. Uh, Lori does have sisters, but her aunt on her father's side wanted, physically wanted Tylee. Yeah. She, she wanted to visit her. Uh, Lori wouldn't let, would allow even, her. 
she would even take care of JJ as yeah. well. Um, that's the frustrating part about this is that there are so, so many, many people in this story or in so this many. family that would have taken both of these children. Yeah. Or even taken, you know, JJ because Tylee was about to go to college. Like yeah, she was, a, she was four months away from college. A full ride, didn't have to pay for anything. Yeah. Um, like, th- all they had to do was wait. Or, you know. It, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah. To know that these children had so many people who loved them, but they, yeah. they, their parents deceived them. Yeah. So, then the next week, Charles, uh, there's a lot of different stories about this, but Charles comes over, and uh, you can clarify because you heard more of this, but he comes over, and apparently the story that uh, Mr. Cox gives them uh, is that... He's acting crazy. He comes in. So, I actually watched the body cam footage. Um, you can find it on YouTube. Um, it's unsettling to watch that. It, it really is. For not just Alex Cox, but, but Lori. When Lori shows up, yeah. So, that morning, they're getting ready for, you know, to take the kids to school and stuff like that. Um, and... I believe JJ was going to be going with uh, Charles instead of going to school. It was going to be like his day. To well, take, I, I or think he was, he was probably him taking the, Well, he was supposed to. Now, but for some reason, Charles comes over to the house. Alex Cox, her, Lori's brother, is currently visiting. She said staying overnight, but he lives in Chandler. Um, yeah, he was staying over overnight in their guest be- their guest bedroom, and so he is there. Apparently, what happened was Charles was getting really aggressive to um, Lori, so uh, Tylee goes into her bedroom and gets this aluminum baseball bat to defend her mother because he's getting he's like trying to push her and things like that, like. She's scared enough to where she thinks that she might need to hurt Charles. Well, Charles is very muscular. Very muscular, very, very tall man. He was very fit. Um, and so Tylee has this baseball bat. Um, Charles takes the baseball bat from Tylee. JJ's in the car, by the way. They've, they've got this seven-year-old in the car. By himself. By himself. Um, and so Lori decides, okay, to defuse the situation, I'm just going to leave, take the kids to school. Yeah. Um, Not Tylee, because Tylee's, Tylee hasn't been registered in school since they went back to Chandler. Yeah. Um, even though she tells the police that... She was taking Tylee to school. Yeah. Um, which, also, if they would have investigated that, that that's suspicious. Yeah. Like, why would you lie about that? Yeah. Um, 
but uh, according to Alex Cox's version, they all left. So it was just him and Charles still in the house. Now, one of the stories was that as soon as he took the baseball bat from Tylee, Charles, Charles started beating Alex with it. But then I also heard that they well, got into a scuffle after they left. Yeah. The, in the body cam footage, his his initial story yeah. was that the the Lori and um, Tylee and JJ get in the car and they drive. They, they're going to school. Um, and he, Charles still has this baseball bat. And Alex is upset because he's just been threatening his sister and is like, you need to leave, go away, trying to get him to, to leave, and they get into a fight. Alex says he goes to turn around, and as he's turning around, um, Charles clocks him in the back of the head with the baseball bat. Okay. Now, again, Charles Vallow is a very large man. Um, Alex is a very small man. You know, um, the size difference of the two, I mean, it was enough. He did, in the body cam footage, have a bleeding head. In the back of his head, there was um, probably an inch to two inch gash in the middle of it because he has um, very short hair. So yeah. you can actually see um, when the officer walks around him. A, a pretty decent size dent in the back of his head, and he is bleeding. Okay. Enough to where they had to go get him napkins out of the house. Okay. Um, before the um, medical people arrive. Okay. Um, and so as... It's confusing to me, um, because as this clearly larger man is attacking him... With an aluminum baseball bat. Yeah. He had no other injuries but the the clock to the back of the head. Okay. Um, he's beating him with the baseball bat. Alright. He's able to get away from him. He goes into his bedroom. Char uh, um, uh, Alex does. Into the guest bedroom he's staying at. And he says he always carries. He has a concealed to carry gun. He goes and gets his gun out. And shoots Charles in the <laughs> chest. Okay. Dead on. I'm not quite sure how that... Now, um, from what I understand, nothing in the house was too messed up. So, and so what did he do with the with the gun? Did he have it on him? So he... Um, I, I, I can't he, remember. He goes in the body cam footage, this is what he says. He shot Charles in the, in dead straight in the chest. He was shot... In the chest. Okay. He goes and he puts the gun back in his bedroom away. Okay. And but it's, his reasoning for that was his phone was in his room. So that's what he was going to use to call the cops. So he needed to go. I don't know if they had a landline. But what, but what if he was still alive? What if he came back after him? What if he had... A bulletproof vest on. Why didn't he have the gun still on him? Why did he put it away? It, and we're going to get into it. So he goes and he puts the gun back up, gets his phone, calls 911. In the 911 call, 
he is um, talking like just like I'm talking to you right now. Wow. He is. He says. Yeah. I... He's like. Um, he was attacking me. I. Ju- I just. I. Sh- I need nine one one. I just shot my brother or my sister's ex husband in the chest. He says that so. So matter-of-factly, like, it didn't just happen. Like, he didn't just shoot a man. Like, even if you're being attacked, you're still, like, there was no adrenaline rush from being attacked. There was no, (laughs) you know, there was no, it was very flat. And, and what gets me is, he's, he, I did hear them say, can you do CPR? And he's like, no, I don't know how. Yeah, he goes, "I, I don't know how to do that. And, um... Then she's like, um, well, I can walk you through it. And he goes, okay, sure. Like, just like he's <laughs> so having a normal fact. conversation. Like, just like, uh, like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go get that cup of coffee for you. Um, wow. Oh, yeah, I can I, I can pick up the kids after school. You know, it's so, like, he didn't just shoot a man. Yeah. you. So he's doing chest compressions. But he doesn't do very many, does he? Um, he just kind of stops in the middle of well, the 911 call recording cuts off after that. Oh, and okay. And the, the, it shows him coming. He does come outside, you know, fully, your hands up. He tells them everything. It tells them what I just told you. Um, and the guy, the officer is like, you know, I can hear it in his voice. He's like, that's okay. Sure. Whatever. Trying to understand the full situation. He has to ask him, ask him multiple times to clarify what he means and because when people lie they add in a lot of details that they don't really need to add in yeah uh, because they want you to believe them and so he kept like adding in little little details or little words that wasn't necessary necessarily what he should be you know just get to the point um should be. I just shot a man. Oh my god. He, he yeah, came he at me. He was like, oh my god, like you know. That. Um, uh, and at one point he mentions that he also went into the bathroom before calling 911. Um, oh. He switches, um, his story. And before he calls 911, he go after he puts the gun up, he goes into the bathroom and he cleans the back of his head off. Because he's bleeding. Um, I, I wouldn't have even felt that at that point. I just shot a man. Yeah. I, I would have just like, oh my God, I need to get away from him. But he only briefly mentions that. <sighs> um, and as the body cam footage is coming up, uh, or as it's playing out, uh, Lori shows up. Uh, this other officer comes up and he's like, oh, the wife is here. Yeah, uh, I did see some of hers, and it's so. She's disturbing. just sitting on the hood of her car. How she's laughing, and you know, t- making a joke about how the neighbors don't really know them that well because they just moved here, and you know, like giggling about someone that she lived with for fifteen years. Yeah, you raised children with dying, like. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it really is. So this really wasn't investigated that much. No, which, Chandler dropped the ball on that. Um, the Chandler Police Department. <laughs> it's kind of like 
had had to, I think recently had to make a statement and been like, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Um, we effed up. Now, um, go, let me switch my notes over. Um, in Lori's uh, statement later on, it comes out that Tylee did not actually get in the car um, and, and leave with JJ. Now, in security camera footage from outside, I think it's somebody else's security yeah, footage. Ring door. Um, you can actually see the car, you know, Lori, um, JJ's in the car, and you can see Lori in the car, and they do drive off. Uh, and then she comes back. Um, but, uh, Tylee is in the house still. So, speculation says Tylee watched her uncle murder her father. Yeah. Well, he might as well have been her father. She was 17. He treated her like. And they've been together since she was, you know, for 15 years. So, she was two years old. When this man came into her life. He raised her like she was his daughter. Yeah, he gave her everything. Um, now, the events that comes to the children going missing, there's a lot of things that, um, in these true crime videos that I have seen that didn't mention certain things that in my opinion are very important to the reason why these multiple people lost their lives. Yeah. Um, she did get a life insurance policy. Lori got a life insurance, um, thing for, um, Charles. Yeah. And luckily also got one. For her husband who was, who died previously, Joseph. Now, in my opinion, I saw, um, the, I saw this thing where Tylee had, I guess, been mentioning that she wanted to go and live with her father, Joseph. Um, and Lori didn't want that, obviously. Um, and... Joseph may or may not have been trying to start a custody case at the time that he suddenly died. Oh. So, I only saw that a few different places, so I'm not going to sit there and say that that's 100% a fact. But if that's true, that makes his death very, very suspicious. Now... I wonder if they found... Because I know that Charles Vallows had um, a a large life insurance, like a million-dollar life insurance. But he had... As soon as she started threatening to kill him and stuff like that, he switched it to his sister. And, uh, like, J.J.'s grandma. And um, so that the kids could still have a life insurance from him. But... Lori couldn't get a hold of it. Yeah. Now, I wonder if Lori had had separate life insurances, like life insurance policies on him, on her own. I'm not sure of that. And if she did... I know that she did not know that she was not a part of 
the main one. Yeah. She, I, I know that that was sort of a surprise to her and would have loved to have been a little mouse when she found that out. <laughs> but uh, it's okay because, you know, Tammy always paid her off. Oh, I also forgot to mention that um, before Joseph died, Alex Cox actually went to jail brief- briefly for the assault on Joseph. Uh-huh. He actually beat him up. Oh, my God. Um, I'm not sure why he beat him up or what the context of that was, but there's actually, um, in Arizona, there was actually a, you know, he's got a mugshot. Wow. For, um, I think he only spent, like, a, a couple of days in jail or something like that. But he, he did, but he, still he was arrested for, for assaulting Joseph. So yeah. there's also that. Yeah. Um... Now, I didn't know that Alex and Lori had another brother. Um, they, he, Alex, bro, Alex and his brother look almost identical. Yeah. But one is good and one is... You know, the, the other brother, he really doesn't like to... Um, he was friends with Charles. Yeah. And I just recently found that out. I had no idea... He even existed. I can't even remember his name. But he looks just like Alex. And wants nothing to do with Lori. Wouldn't wouldn't even go to the trial. Yeah. As far as I know. Now, okay. After Charles's demise, demise, they they move again. Um, Yeah. And, okay, so she had enrolled JJ into school, in one school. And this is important. It's, yeah, because this is very confusing. She enrolled him into one school, and then she says, um, about a week after enrolling him in this school, uh, that she's taking a job out of the country, and she's got to disenroll him from the school, which is not that that suspicious at all. No, and and that's Chandler. So... She enrolls him in another school, and then, um, I think, like, the day, a day or something, it was not that long. Um, And that's in uh, Idaho, right? I believe it's in Rexburg. Yeah. She she enrolls him in that school, and then disenrolls him very quickly. Yeah. After that, saying that she wants to homeschool him now. Again, it's nothing suspicious, it's just... Super, you know. But I think the the reason why she did that was, okay, Tylee was there on the 8th. On the 9th, she, uh, you know, passed. I think on the 11th is when, uh, when she unenrolled him. Yeah. Or the 10th. I believe it was about around that It time. was right after Tylee. So he's like, probably start, she's afraid he's going to talk. Maybe. 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 Now, on September 8th, 2019, is the last recorded, you know, we actually get to see Yeah. Tylee. Um, Which is really sad because she goes into, um, so Yellowstone has a certain... Um, trails that have cameras, like, in the parking lot. Yeah. 
and you well, can... I think pretty much all the trailheads are have cameras. Okay. Well, so in this one, in this particular one, where they parked, you can see Tylee, um, JJ... And Lori. Lori and her brother, and Alex. All go into the trail. Yeah. And only... Tylee is missing when they come out of the trail. Yeah. Everybody else comes and gets in the car. JJ is, like, Lori has a hold of JJ, I think. I believe she's holding his hand. Yeah. Brit putting him in the car. I, I... A lot of people have speculated that maybe there was some sort of cabin up there because Yellowstone is so massive. Yeah. You, I mean, you, people could live out there for years and not yeah. even, you wouldn't even know they were there. Well, it covers three states. Um, there was actually a lot of speculation when it happened. There is a triangle, yeah. um, a, a shaped part of land in Yellowstone, um, that it, it goes over three different the three different states. It's dead yeah. center, and that's very close to where this trailhead was. Yeah. Um. And basically, if you commit a crime in that triangle space, because um, no one has jurisdiction. No one really has jurisdiction there because it they don't know what state it would fall under. Yeah. So there have been murders in that area that haven't, you know, you know, you could go and kill somebody, then come out, say I killed them and they can't, I mean, I'm sure they could find a way to prosecute you. Yeah. Um, but it's very but, difficult. Yeah. Because no one knows who has jurisdiction. There's actually, um, it's like called like a, the serial killer's, dumping ground or something like yeah. that. I can't remember the little nickname that people had had for it because uh, they find a lot of bodies there. Yeah. A lot of people go and drop dead bodies there. Yeah. Um, so at first there was a lot of speculation that they took her there. Yeah. Um, that they had a cabin. There are, but there are some trailheads that are undesignated trailheads. Yeah. That may not have cameras on that they could have taken her out through a different way. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. Um, there's really, that footage is the last, there, there's that footage and one picture that's the last recorded, like, physical photo of Tylee. Yeah. Now, there was one of Lori's friends that said that they talked to her or something like that, yeah. but the the police don't think that that's valid. Yeah. Um, and now, the in the, the coming days, um, Colby, the older brother to, uh, JJ and, uh, Tylee, um... He got several uh, Venmo payments from Tylee's account, um, and on Venmo, like, you can, like, leave a little message. Yeah. And it was, like, one of the messages was, like, um, just because I love you, or something like that. And then the yeah. other one was just, like, a heart emoji. Um, which, I mean, that's not suspicious, 
But it was for him. It was for him. He was like, that's a little weird. Why why is she sending me money all of a sudden? But well, and, I think that they were trying to prove she was alive. Yeah. And see, the, the suspicious part um, that he, he found suspicious was that it says, just because I love you. She, like J-U-S. Yeah, she always uh, typed everything out. All yeah. the words had to be typed out. She was obsessed with that. Yeah. And she didn't She didn't do that. She didn't leave emoji. She didn't. Yeah. She, she has, wasn't that kind of girl. There was a lot of um, text messages. Uh, there was a couple of text messages to some of her friends, like best friends. Yeah. Um, that were like, they were like, is something wrong? Like, because she was shortening things. She wasn't texting like she normally would text. Yeah. Um, and we know now that those text messages physically couldn't be Tylee. Yeah. Due to the fact that we, when they found their bodies, unfortunately, she, she had died on the 9th of September. Yeah. Unfortunately, we... Now, on the 22nd of September, so... JJ has been alone in the house without Tylee um, from the 9th, at least. Yeah. The 9th. Um, to the 22nd. Yeah. But on the 22nd, there's a ring doorbell camera in the neighborhood where you can actually see um, JJ and another little boy playing, running around the yard. Um, yeah. And... Um, and, and some people say that JJ looks scared, like he's ringing the doorbell and he looks scared, like he's trying to get them to answer the door. Mm -hmm. And when they talk to him and they're not there, it scares him and he runs off. Um, some people say that, oh, they were just playing. They were just, you know, I think they were the probably bell. just ding dong ditching and he was maybe scared because maybe he'd never done that before. Yeah. Um, but also if he has been without Tylee for that long and he was there, you know, he um, left her in Yellowstone. Yeah. Where is my sister? He, I mean, what I understand, from what I understand, Tylee took him to school. Yeah, she came Tylee and had got him. Car. She gave. She made his lunch. She made his breakfast, or they stopped and got coffee and donuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Tylee, like I said, she was going to. She was going to go to college. She was seventeen, almost eighteen years old. Yeah, her birthday was coming up. She was about, she had her full ride to college, um, because she got a scholarship, because she was super smart. Yeah. Um, she had her own car, she had a job, she, you know, she was very self-sufficient, and one of the things that I heard, um, I don't know exactly how true this is, like, with, um, the whole Joseph possibly getting, wanting yeah. to do, uh, custody, this is a speculative thing, but this makes sense, as everybody describes Tylee, yeah, I can maybe see this as as her mom's getting more erratic. Yeah, um, she there was the possibility that she wanted to go and live. Um, she was going to go live on campus, but her where she was going to school was very close to her aunt's yeah. house, and I what the 
the rumor that I heard, or the thing that I saw was, Tylee was going to act, take JJ. Yeah. And raise him. But have yeah. him live with the aunt. Well, um, no, Charles was suing for custody, too. Yeah, Charles, so. before he died, was suing for custody of JJ as well. Um, but in, that makes sense to me, you know, yeah. that Tylee would, when Want. she's going, set, you know, try to take JJ with her. Yeah, or at least set him up safely. Yeah. You know, not leave him. Because I I don't think that Tylee completely trusted her mom. No. Um, because now, when when Charles was saying she needs a 5150, that's a psyche evaluation, if you don't know what that is. Um, a 72-hour psyche evaluation. Um, it, it, when he was saying that, she was saying how she was God, yeah. how she was, you know... We're gonna. I'm gonna talk about some of their um, beliefs in yeah, a minute. But uh, well, some of the things that she says that she is. Yeah. So when she's sitting here saying, you know, I'm God, I'm a heavenly being. Kylie is um, a reasonable person. Yeah. I don't know if you know Kylie was completely drinking all the Kool Aid. Yeah. So, I so, think she was, had a little common sense, and probably, you're right, she probably was trying to figure out how to get J.J. somewhere safe. Maybe she was going to help her dad. Maybe. Because at that point, they, you know, Charles had started to move on. Yeah. And was dating and things like that, and he, he bought their house. He bought him a house. He was stable enough to where he could take and, um, you know, he was paying, help, helping Tylee pay for college. He bought yeah. her a car. He you could know. raise JJ on his own without. Yeah. Now, um, on the 23rd, so he went, the last recording we have of him is on the 22nd. That yeah. is when the police is officially marked or has officially marked him as a missing person. Yeah. Um, that's later on. They had to go back and say, okay, that's officially where we're starting. He went missing. Yeah, that's the last spot. The the last known time they've seen. Now, there is another woman. Her name is Melanie Gibb. Oh. She is another bestie of um, Lori and is, um, she went back on her statements and is, you know... But she is part of the doomsday cult. Yeah, she she couldn't, um, fully lie for Lori. Yeah. Um, well, she wasn't gonna lie to police. Yeah. So she, she goes over, she has a son who is about the same age as JJ, and they like to play together. And I believe he was the one, the I, little boy with... I think he actually was the little boy in the doorbell cam video. Um, and her son wanted to play with JJ, so she brought him over and was like, hey, can the kids play? And she's like, actually, Lori tells her that actually JJ isn't there right now yeah. because he was acting bad, so her brother, Alex, took JJ to, you know, 
off. Get him, get him out of the house. Um, and Melanie's like, oh, okay. Um, now, after, um, this, we know now, um, that the police have pinged on the, um, I believe it's on... Alex. I think Alex's phone. Alex's phone pinged on the 9th at Chad Daybell's house. Now, Chad Daybell owned a large um, property, like a farm-type property. Yeah, he actually, he lived in... um, Gil, uh, anyway, another town with his wife, uh, Tammy, in a house. Yeah. But then he had another place right outside of uh, Rexburg. Rexburg. Yeah. Um, now, but it his ping his ha- his phone Alex's p- phone pinged at Chad Daybell's house. Yeah. Um. And he was there for about two to three hours. Yeah. It it showed. Now, going back to the... Um, JJ. To JJ, when he went missing, it pinged again on the day JJ went missing. On the 23rd. On the 23rd, it showed that he was there again for about two to three hours. Now, Tammy Daybell... She, um, she was like, like I said, they had two different houses, but she would go periodically and check on this, uh, farmhouse and stuff like that. So Chad was, you know, he was like, um, hey, um. He texts her real quick one day. Um, yeah, on, on the 9th. On the ninth, That, um, he's like, hey. So I was at the the house and there was a raccoon during the daytime. Um, raccoons are nocturnal. They're nocturnal. They really don't come out during the daytime. Um, it's not impossible, but it's also highly unlikely. Yeah. Um, there was a raccoon and he he went and he shot it. And they have this little pet cemetery because Tammy doesn't really like hurting animals. So when an animal dies on their property, she likes to bury it, um, which I think is super sweet and shows that she's a very kind person. Yeah. Um, and that shows a lot of her personality. So he buried, he's like, I, I buried it in our pet cemetery. We know now that shooting the raccoon is most likely he was talking to, uh, talking about Tylee. Um, unfortunately, and was using that so that if she went there and she saw the freshly dug, you know, grave that it, it, oh, I remember he shot that raccoon. Yeah. Um, so on October 19th, so the, the month later, um, but a few weeks after JJ goes missing, um, Tammy Daybell suddenly dies. Yeah. One o'clock in the morning, she's just... In her sleep, 
Chad Devo comes in, uh, or he, you know, comes in and he sees his wife and she's not breathing. Yeah, 49-year-old woman runs marathons yeah, she, and she is five like a, kids and... Not about to just... It, this was not... To me, it would be suspicious. Yeah. Um, but according to the police, everything worked out. I mean, they they um, didn't see any reason as to why they would need to do an autopsy. Well, there was no blood. There was just... She was just laying there asleep. And by all accounts, they were in a happy, re- loving relationship. Yeah, nobody ever heard them fighting, never, yeah. um, nothing. The church, they were good church members. They, um, he was an author. She ran, you know, helped him run this publishing house out of their house. Yeah. They were all, you know. No suspicion they didn't bother taking her, um, checking her body or anything like that. They didn't, he didn't want an autopsy because of their religion. And, but he, he did want her cremated as quickly as possible. Luckily, that didn't happen. Thank God it didn't happen. Yes. And you know what? Speaking of that. I'm I'm not like a really heavy religious person, but somebody stopped that gun from firing and hurting her, and somebody stopped that uh, autopsy. So whether you believe in a heavenly spirit or just luck, karma, it always comes back. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if you you know if you can. Call somebody was looking out for her that those days yes. and. You know, the world. (laughs) So, on November 26th, so, in September, on the 20th, I believe on the the 23rd. Yeah. um, Is the, the, there was a brief call, like a 10 minute, or 10 second, it was very, very short. I think it was about uh, less than 10 minutes long. Um... JJ's grandparents on... Oh, it was a 30-second call. 30 seconds. Okay. They get a... They they do a FaceTime with um, JJ. And they always do it every week. Yeah. And... But this... This was the last time that they spoke to JJ. Yeah. Um, this very brief call, you know, they said, I love you, and, you know, all the really cute things. He calls them Mama and Papa, and he's like, uh, I love you, I love you. So, they, they had this really brief call with him, and that was the last time that they saw him. Um, and they were... By November 26th, they hadn't heard of him, heard from him again. And like you said, they do, they did this, this call, like, it was like on a Sunday or a Tuesday or something. It was like a steady day. Because they really wanted to be involved in his life. Yeah. And later on in interviews, um, they, they even said, like, they, w- they would have taken Tylee, too. They would have, be- you know, they would have made sure she was oh, know, yeah. taken care of as well. Like, they didn't have to do this. They they 
put a uh, $20,000 reward mm -hmm. for Tylee and JJ. It wasn't yeah. just for JJ. They they were really, um, thank, thankfully, they were also looking out for her, too. Yeah. Um, now, so by the 26th of 2019 of November, um, they still hadn't heard from them. So they were like, okay. And, and they can't get any straight answers from Lori. So they're like, all right. We're calling the cops. Yeah. And they mm -hmm. asked for a welfare check on JJ. Now, they can't legally ask for a welfare check on Tylee um, due to the fact that they have no blood relation to Tylee. Yeah. And um, for some reason, if even if you think a child's in danger, if you're not related to them... That doesn't um, make any sense. But... You're not allowed to issue a wel welfare check. I think that that's stupid and that you should be able to, if you think a child is in danger or a person is in danger, you should be able to call yeah. and have a welfare check done on them. And maybe even if you don't personally get to hear back if they're, you know, the situation, at least somebody, at least went, somebody there. went there to check on them. Yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense to me. But obviously, if they were going there to check on JJ and they saw something suspicious, they would make sure Tylee was safe, too. Exactly. But, so, they issued it for JJ, um, and the police went there. The Chandler, or the Rexburg police showed up. Yeah. Um, and Lori tells them that he is in Arizona visiting a friend and her kids. Yeah. So they're like, okay, that's cool, whatever. They go and they call this friend, and the friend's like, I haven't seen him in years. Yeah. I've not seen JJ in literal years. Like, not a couple months, but like, at least five years. Yeah, it's been a long time. She wouldn't even be able to recognize him now. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, so... The next day, the the cops were like, "This, that's something's not right." Yeah, she wouldn't let us in the house. She wouldn't tell us. She lied very clearly. So on the twenty seventh of November, literally the next day, the police go back to the house, and Lori and Chad are gone. Yeah, they've literally left. And and by this time, if you hadn't already guest they're married well they find them in january of 2020 they finally figure out where Lori and chad have went um and they are in hawaii yeah. um on the island of Kauai. um married they got yeah. married her children are missing and she leaves and goes to hawaii and gets married there's pictures of her on the beach having fun, living it up. Now, going back, there are charges to Tylee's credit card. Yeah. Um, now, Tylee's been gone. She's been missing since September. Mm -hmm. And in November, there's charges. Um, and... Uh, well, October and November, there were charges for a wedding ring, a specific wedding ring, because, yeah. you know, to do with their doomsday cult. 
and um, I cannot remember the medal that they said, but it's a special thing to keep them safe. And a, a white wedding dress, and yeah. there's um, all of a, these Google searches. Too. A linen shirt for him, a white linen shirt, um, a specific type of it. There's all kinds of charges, little charges, you know, that like it a would hotel be room and stuff like that. But see, the the Google searches for these things came off of Lori's computer. Yeah, her. charged uh, to. Tylee's account. Yeah. So it's like, why are you buying wedding rings? Yeah. So they, they, know, after uh, your husband, your ex husband just died. Yeah. Like literally you a couple divorced. of weeks before. Yeah. You weren't divorced or anything. You know, a few months later, you're attached to this guy. His wife just passed away. So something's going on. Hmm. So they get a hold. Uh, Rexburg gets a hold of Chandler uh, police. And they're like, well, yeah, something's going on. Yeah. And then Rexburg's like, well, Tammy Daybell just died. Something's going on there. So things start falling into place. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until 20, um, I believe 2020, I want to say this year? No. No. 20, uh, 2022? She was arrested in 2022 or 2021? Yeah. I can't remember. Oh my goodness. But while you're looking that up. I just want to let you guys know what a, a sweet, kind, gentle person this woman is. Um, when Charles Dallas died in 2019, um, Lori sends his two sons, because he has two sons from a previous marriage. Oh, yeah. She sends his sons. One is in college one is not in college anymore. And she says, hey, guess what? Your dad died. Um, sad news. But, um, you know, JJ's okay. That's it. I actually have, uh, I actually have the messages. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's just. She says, this, are, this is Lori Vallow texting. Um, hi boys, you're, I have very sad news, your dad passed away yesterday, I'm working on the, making arrangements, and I will keep you informed with what's going on, I'm still not sure how to handle things, I just want you, um, I just want you to know that I love you, and so did your dad. That's the first message she sends them. And so, and so they, the, the, the one son sends back a message and is like, how did he die? What happened? When did he die? What's going on? Is JJ okay? How much does he know? Like, he's, he's clearly. Yeah, he's freaking out. He's texting what's, this like he's. What's happening? A mile a minute. Lori responds to him by saying, um, I'm so sorry you're upset. Um. 
cause, because she was, like, taking, like, hours yeah. in between these replies. Some of them were days. Um, and she says, I'm upset, too. Um, if you can hear the tapping, I apologize. Uh, I'm trying to get JJ ready for bed, and I'm waiting back from the, to the medical examiner, um, to make sense of it. Um, be patient with me. It's a crushing situation all the way around, and I'm still trying to process, I'm still trying to processing it, uh, to, uh, and what it means for JJ. Uh, and then he replies, the son replies, when, uh, when and where is the funeral and how did this all happen? Because she still has not told them how her, their father has died. No. Hey, my brother killed him. He was trying to attack him. Nothing like that. She just says, just trying to figure things out. Yeah. And then she, re she texts him and says, I'm still waiting, uh... Waiting, working on arrangements, and sorting things out the best I can. I'll let you know when I know. And then he replies, why aren't you telling me what happened? I've asked you numerous times. Please just tell me. She replies um, with his name. Uh, These are your dad's wishes. He and I discussed this a lot um, over the years and that we've been together. My plan is to have him cremated as he wished and then take all five of the kids to Hawaii to spread the ashes. He did not want a funeral. He wants a celebration um, of his life. I've been overwhelmed, but I'm, uh, again, a lot of I'm, yeah. a lot of me, you know, your father died, but it's about me. Yeah. I've been stressed. Well, and... I think that, it, it, by the grace of God, they didn't, uh, they didn't cremate him, because now she can be tried for his murder, and they don't have to, yeah. you know, guess. Now, this message is after he's been texting her for days, asking what the hell's going on, and he says, she says, I've been overwhelmed, but, um... But I'm still going to start these arrangements today. Um, JJ is doing fine, but... Uh, let's see. JJ is doing fine, but he does not know uh, his daddy is gone. It's tough because he... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, um, I, I can't believe that it's been days, literal days... And these boys still do not know and no one about their has father. Well, them. she hasn't called anybody. It's like she no, just... No, I mean, like, there was no, like, there was no other, you know... Yeah. No funeral home? No. Nothing. Well, I mean, I don't even know when uh, JJ's grandma found out about it. True. Um, she says... Uh, it's tough because he really doesn't understand. He says daddy is in California working. Uh, I know how much he... Um, I know how much he he loved him. I have a lot of things to do with uh, the business and contract contacting people. So it's still all so difficult today. I'm trying to put the business and contacting people... 
and why is she a part of his business? Because, I guess because they're still married, but... Well, after he passed away, they sold a lot of his businesses. Yeah. Um, she says, today I'm trying to put put up the memorial page on the funeral home website. I'll send you the link um, when when I have it done. Uh, and that never I love you, got... and so does your dad. And And dad's dead. And that doesn't comfort them at all because it's still they don't know how their father passed away. Yeah. And he texts her back and says, how did it happen? Please tell me how it happened. Where is he now? Uh, is there a funeral? When is it? Who, you know, what's who, going on? Uh, who have you told about his death? Give me all the information, please. My brother and I deserve to know. Um, and then they ask her for, um, some objects of their father's, like, he has, like, some watches and things like that. Yeah. That, um, that they, they know he loved a lot that they would like, and yeah. she's texts him back, um, this was on, I actually got the timestamp for this, um, Saturday, July 20th. Yeah. So, this was a, a while after. Yeah. Um, she, she says, of course, his name, um, I'll si uh, send me your, the address you want me to send the stuff to, Kay, um, is a, another family member, is supposed to clean out the Houston house, um, uh, I told her to let you and the bro other brother have anything you want, um, uh, he would have wanted that for them, at yeah. least. I mean, that's the very least she could do for them. Um, I, oh, uh, here, okay. Uh, you can have whatever, uh, I told her to let you and your brother have whatever you want, uh, first, and then she can just give the rest away. Yeah. So she didn't want to keep anything of her own husband's. This is, I know he would have wanted all that stuff. Um, you to have all that stuff, um, all the stuff that you want. But wouldn't she think that Tylee and JJ would have wanted something? Honestly, this woman. Well, well, okay, sure, he planned on killing them, so. Now, um. Oh, my God. After the welfare check, and they can't find Lori and them. They officially opened an investigation. They were like, that's weird. Why yeah. would you just run like that? Nobody knows who, you know, exactly. where the kids are. Now, um, like you said, and as they look further into it, Tammy has a suspicious death. Charles has a suspicious death. Yeah. Uh, you know, go even ba back even as far as to Joseph having a possible suspicious death. Yeah. Um... And then all of these, Tammy getting shot at, you know, doing, in this drive-by. And then Brandon uh, Brandon getting, in. uh, contacting them. Um, and yes, I, I would, we do have to bring up that Brandon was trying to, he is trying to get custody of his children because his wife had just up and left at, yeah. with them and moved 
got a divorce and married this other guy within days of moving. Um, so that, yeah, that was suspicious. And he, you know, he was trying to get his kids. So maybe he did make it up. But, you know, people knew about the, the drive-by before all of that. Yeah. So I don't think he was making it up. Yeah. I think it was true. And, you know, I think he should fight for his kids. Now, um, when they find them in Hawaii in 2020, um, they arrest them for abandonment. Um, well, at first they do, they give them like a a deadline, show the kids or, or she had to produce the, the child, the children. And mostly they ha- she they they were like we have to see JJ because Tylee was almost an adult so it was yeah. like if she just like left or, or whatever ran away or but whatever they they needed to see JJ and they 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 were like you have to produce the children and see the thing is you know if JJ if she ran away and took JJ with her that's all she had to say had, that's all she would have had to have said. But she wouldn't say anything. And so they arrest them in Hawaii and they extradite them back to um, America, to uh, Idaho. Um, now, <laughs> all of the interviews, I'm sure people have probably seen them. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, listening to this, you've, you've seen it. She's not answering these questions. This guy, this interviewer is like, I have children. Like, I, like, what, how, how can you not say, like, where are they? Um, they're safe. We just don't, you just don't know the full story. Well, tell us the full story. That's what we're here for, people. And then my favorite, my favorite all time line is her sitting there saying, when he says, uh, people around the country, around the world are praying for you and your children. Like, where are your children? She just says, that's good. Excuse me? Oh my gosh. Like, she's infuriating. Now, skipping forward ahead, they're, they're still investigating and she is, they're put in jail. Well, she is. She is. Um, he's not arrested yet. Now, because um, uh, in the state that they lived in, in uh, you get when you adopt a child, you get a check. Yeah. For for that child. Yeah, because like um, Um, it's um, sort of like foster care. Yeah. Um, Plus, JJ had disabilities. A disability. So and, he got a check for that, I believe. And I think she drew Social Security on Tylee because her dad had passed away mm-hmm. and she got like widow's benefit or something from it uh, as, until Tylee turned 18. So the she was also arrested for not only abandonment of her children um, uh, and contempt of court because she wouldn't produce the children. Yeah. She was also arrested on charges that um, of continuously cashing those checks n- without saying, hey, they're missing. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't know where they're at. Yeah, because you have to have the child in your custody. Right. Or and, you don't get the check. Yeah. 
Now, on June of 2020, nine months after JJ and Tylee went missing, unfortunately, um, now see, investigators had been to Chad's home one time before, but it was so snowy that they couldn't uh, use the ground penetrating radar. Yeah, they um, did try. They did try. I mean, there you could all of the police footage of them yeah. out there in the fle- freezing, bl- blistering cold, um, trying to see if they see anything. They couldn't do it the first time, so they go back a second time. When and, it's a little warmer. Yeah, when it's thawed out. And, unfortunately, they find the bodies of Tylee and JJ. And now, everybody's worst fear is confirmed. Yeah. So, this is hard for her to talk about, so I'll, I'm going to say... Tylee was found, um, like, clumps of fatty tissues, uh, blood, hair, teeth, parts of bones were found in a fire pit. Um, a lot of people, they call it a burn pit. Um, if you live on a farm, you burn excess right trash. Well, excess trash slash maybe bad vegetable, yeah, like bad just, crop. Just burn it up, and and that's how they get rid of their trash. Because a lot of times, on farmers, they don't have trash service right. like they do in town. Or well, it's just more ethical to yeah to burn it away so she was found basically all over the pit brain matter um they they collected her remains what they could and then they as they, they're digging they they just had to keep digging under the trash because see there was trash put over top of it like it was trying to be concealed yeah because in the days prior to this people had actually there's a, a few neighbors who had been on the property near or and around the burn pit one of their neighbors was like i there there is a pile of bones there but it's this burn pit is right next to their so-called pet cemetery yeah so you could say oh an animal and they just let an animal die there and they were complaining that he was burning excessively like yeah, in a the, few uh, a few different times he was burning around the time Tylee died and around the time jj had disappeared so they just kept digging under this trash and they found the remains of JJ rolled in a, a plastic. I will go into, because now we have the autopsy reports, I'll go into how they died. Um, it's kind of triggering, so if you don't want to hear exactly how they died, I would suggest you skip this part. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to know just because this is this is all being carried out by people who are supposed to be taking care of this child. This is your the closest person on earth to you. This is supposed to be your family, your your comfort, your your security. And this bitch and her husband, in our opinion, 
in our opinion, and their uncle are are just destroying them and and ruining their lives. Um, but it's just so incredibly disturbing to me how a mother, especially the mother, could let someone hurt their children like this, someone that you love and you've you've given birth to, or maybe not even given birth to, just took care of your their entire life. Their life depends on you and everything that you do for them. Yeah. JJ not only was seven years old, but he had special needs. Yeah. That his 17 year old sister had to supply, not his mother. Yeah. That his horrific death was just laughed off, even in yeah. court. She laughed off. I I just want to destroy something. Every time I look <laughs> at her. It is very infuriating. She is a very infuriating woman. I feel like going in there and breaking every plate I have when I see her sitting there and having the nerve to ask the judge to leave the court so she doesn't have to see it. Yeah, we'll get into that. I um, want to destroy stuff. Now, their autopsy was done on June 11th of 2020. Um, uh, and I I listened to the medical examiner, and the, you can listen to it. Even he had a very hard time being, like, analytical about it. Because, like, when you're up on the stand, you have, you know, and you're a doctor, you have to be very analytical and and you can't really show your emotions that much but you are talking yeah. about like you're, you're talking about this horrific death but even on top of that you're talking about what happened to a 17 year old and a 7 year old yeah and now I'm going to talk about JJ's first just to because I, I his he breaks my heart um, JJ was found wrapped in plastic, and he had, his hands were duct taped, and his legs were duct taped, and he had duct tape on his mouth, covering his nose as well. Um, and, a and then there was a plastic bag wrapped around his head, with more duct tape wrapped around it. Yeah, so he died. He was completely... Locked in, incapacitated. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't be able to get the, the, the plastic off his face, even if he tried. Yeah. He died of suffocation um, due to being in this bag. So, he was put inside the, the bags while he was alive. He, was alive. he did... They they did note that there were bruising on his body, um, but that was... Um, all congruent with being suffocated to death, so I'm assuming because, like, you're moving around, you're thrashing, yeah. you're gonna get some bruising. Yeah. Um. I mean, can you imagine suffocating to death yeah. at seven and not understanding 
why you're yeah. and because this is like either your uncle or your stepdad you know yeah and or your mom um these are the people that you're supposed to be able to depend on to take care of you yeah not kill well, you it's believed by the police um i think that that alex cox is the one who murdered but, but chad daybell did help and all uh, they also found one blonde hair yeah of his mother lori vallow's hair was on the duct tape on his mouth but the defense or her defense is said that the duck the hair on the duct tape came from her because it was in the house or it was on transfer clothing. Um, I I and, understand, but, that, but it's what it's uh, uh, obviously she was convicted, so people didn't really believe that. Um, Tylee, her death breaks my heart for a completely different reason. Like JJ was a young child who died horribly and didn't understand. And didn't understand what was going on. But in my brain, I hope that like he did have a big bruise on his head. So I I believe that they inferred that he was maybe knocked out and then put in this bag. Yeah, but so if he was thrashing enough to have bruising. Yeah. He woke up at some point. Yeah. I'm oh, <laughs> but Tylee is Tylee. Her death is labeled undetermined. I want to throw um, up. By homicidal means. Basically, what that means is that she died so horrifically that they can't tell how she died. She was... Like I said, she was in clumps. Yeah, she was around burned. Around the fire pit. I believe they burned her body several times. Now, bones really don't burn you have to have a fire like 3,000 degrees or something like yeah. that before your your bones will actually disintegrate. Well, even when you're cremated, uh, there are still bone chips and yeah. fragments in there because, like you said, it does, they don't burn up that easily. And your teeth and, and things like that. So they did find chips of bones and they found um, teeth, hair, um what they insinuated at one point, like, from what I gather, she might have been chopped up and tried to be burned that way because, mm -hmm. uh, but she, um, she, her body, what I don't understand is JJ was buried underneath her. Yeah. He was underneath, he was in the ground, and then trash was on top of him, and then Tylee was on top of the trash, in the trash. So, does that mean that she was dead, and or kept somewhere, and then brought to the fire pit and murdered? Or did they, like you said, try to set her on fire, and then go back and keep yeah. trying to set her on fire? Um, to try to burn the body? They they genuinely cannot, they don't know. And Lori, Chad, and Alex can't say it. 
Um, because the day, literally the day after they find the children's bodies, they announce that they have found the bodies, Alex Cox dies. And it is of natural causes. Well, but I as natural as he can get. I mean, he had what a brain bleed or something like that. Yeah, an aneurysm. But I mean, in my personal theory, I think that he was so stressed that um, if he had some sort of, you know, heart problem, something like that. That he got so stressed out that that he was going to get caught. He scared himself to death. Basically. In, in my opinion. Well, now, um, another, he was another one that went to Idaho with Lori and immediately got married to yeah. this woman. He um, was married, um, I don't on... I have it written down. I don't think he was married that long before he died. He was married a week before he died. So, the my thing is, Lori murdered this one guy, uh, uh, Tylee's dad. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, in my opinion, she murdered him. If she could fake a heart attack... She could fake an aneurysm? She could fake another... Well, uh... There are several drugs that you can, or, you know, or poisons that mimic the symptoms or the signs, uh, or it can cause you to have an aneurysm. Yeah. Because he was fairly young to be having an aneurysm. He was younger than she is, and she's 49. But stress does bring that kind of stuff on sometimes. Yeah. And so, I mean, they did just find the bodies. Yeah. I mean, that... uh, he that had was... to have known, oh, God, they're going to find some sort of thing. Because Alex Cox was there when Tylee was burned. Yeah. We have was... his phone pinging there. Yeah. Oh, and when J.J. was mm-hmm. put in the ground. When he was ha- handled, as she told yeah. her neighbors. Um, they also, during Tylee's... Um, well, he was talking about Tylee's uh, autopsy. They mentioned that she possibly, they, the the medical examiner believed maybe she might have been, it, I think this was him just speculating. Yeah. Um, uh, she might have been suffocated first and then burned, maybe. Oh my god. But, um, they, they really can't determine exactly how she passed. The, it, you know, I and mean. And that, that hurts you know, to yeah. think, I hope and pray that she was passed away before they burned her. Oh my Because God. They, there, there is, there, I guess there was some sort of evidence that some of the, the parts of her body um, may have been alive when burned, but um, I don't think they can determine for 100% sure. Yeah. Um, I... I hope that that's wrong. <laughs> I hope, I hope that she, I hope that she at least was knocked out. Now, they also read the same medical examiner. He did not do the autopsy for Tammy, but he was present and was like overseeing. Okay. The medical exam for Tammy. Oh yeah, we're we're forgetting poor Tammy. So that's also recently came out again, and um. 
she died, they found that when they did the autopsy, um, the, the first autopsy, or they didn't do an autopsy the first time, but they didn't notice, I should say, um, that she had bruises around her neck. But see, the doctor, or the, the coroner that, that said that, oh yeah, she's dead, well, they were just going on what he said. Mm -hmm. You know, she died in her sleep. So, they didn't look at her. They didn't take her clothes off. They didn't examine well, also, her body. Um, bruises sometimes don't show up until, like, a couple of days later. Yeah. And, I mean... But these are bruises consistent at the time of her death, ugh. around her neck. Um, she had bruises on her neck... Two bruises on her, uh, arm. Well, she had one on her other, one arm, and then two on the other arm. I believe on her right arm she had two, left arm, um, she had one, and then one on the left side of her chest. In my opinion, the, the medical examiner did not say this, but judging by the chart that they showed, in the diagram of where the bruises are located, yeah. in my opinion, it looks as if someone had their leg on her left arm, knee on her chest, um, holding down the other arm, and then choked her. It, it looks like almost somebody sat on her chest. Yeah. In, in my, that's just my opinion. Uh, now, because... I was trying to figure out how she could possibly have gotten those bruises. Yeah. And to me, that would make sense if um, she, you know, if uh, Chad had his whole body weight yeah. on her. She, it, yeah. That's one way to suffocate. <laughs> she uh, suffocated to, you know, she was oxygen deprived. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he probably suffocated her to death and choked her to death. I mean, I, I know that the hyoid wasn't broken or anything like that, but that doesn't mean much. Yeah. Um, and he's a big boy. Yeah. All of her, um, he said that all of her bruising is consistent with suffocation. So, that makes me... Yeah. Lean in a little bit more, like what I said, that maybe she was being leaned on. Well, now, so there, this is the tricky situation. All right, so almost at the exact same time that Tammy died, um, Alex Cox was in town. Mm -hmm. um, Chad was in town. Lori was in town. But... Lori and an unknown man that looks like Chad, yeah, to me, was at a storage unit putting totes of clothes and um, or containers of clothes and and uh, bicycles and things like that of the kids, only the yeah. kids, and they're caught on film. They say that it was Alex. Her attorney says that it was Alex Cox. But I think it was Chad. Well, I think actually, Alex went to kill Tammy. Yeah. Alex clearly was the... Yeah, he the was the go-to guy for all that. Um, 
yeah, the a news reporter had gotten into the um, storage unit because it was left on. Uh, they didn't pay the payments on it. Yeah. Um, what I think they were doing is they were getting ready to go to Hawaii and they didn't have kids, so why do keep a bunch of kids stuff around? Exactly. Um, it wasn't like pictures or anything like that. It was just like their toys and stuff. Yeah. No. And and uh, no identifying. They, because they still had the birth certificates and all that stuff in their house. But um, I found it strange that Chad's family didn't even know she had kids. Yes. Chad's family was under the impression, and she told them that Tylee, she did have a child named Tylee, who died in 2017. Yeah. Nothing about her oldest son and nothing about... JJ. And they, they had no clue that J.J. even existed. Yeah. Now, um, the day prior to, um, so this would be on the 8th, um, on Chad's computer, he was Googling wind patterns. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, and I, his trial is set for... 2024 um so he's currently still in jail and has not been convicted so all of our opinions towards him are alleged yeah for now yeah um but he it is highly suspicious that he's looking up wind patterns and then the next day there's a fire on his property and then in that same area the body of two children are found yeah that's you know on his land. You can put that together with however you'd like. Yeah. I mean, it, they're found on his land. His wife died of suspicious... Oh, I'm sorry. It was the night that he, that he looked that up. It was on the day she was burned. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, Lori and, and her brother took JJ and Kylie to Yellowstone... They had intention to kill both of them, but she couldn't do it to JJ, or maybe he couldn't do it to JJ right then, and they got Tylee, they tied her up, they buried her somewhere there for safekeeping, mm -hmm. and I think maybe she was still alive until the next day, and he went back, got her, and... because yeah. they say she passed away on the 9th. Yeah. So she, she, uh, they possibly, put her somewhere. Yeah, they put her somewhere. They won't say where. Now, um, moving to her trial. Um, oh, that trial. Unfortunately, uh, well, I say, unfortunately, she was acting so weird in trial. And that was another reason why I think the jury convicted her. Because, yeah. she, like you said earlier, she's laughing yeah. as they're talking. You know, this is not a funny situation. Yeah. Now, and I can understand if she's innocent and it was like a like a little like, oh, wow, you're going to, like, you know how Johnny yeah, you're Depp. You're going to say that? You know how Johnny Depp was like, like, oh, my God, that's literally the stupid, like, it was like that kind of laugh. You're like, ridiculous. That's just yeah. ridiculous. Why would I do that? Um, but this was like a... She smiles, in my opinion, like this is, um, ah, oh, I know, 
and you know, I, I, I know something that you don't, and yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Like, that's, that's yeah. the, the thing. Because she always says, I know what's going on, and you don't know, and, and you don't know the full story. And Well, then tell us. Yeah, let us know. Um, so, the now, the reason why we're talking about it now is, and the reason why she was convicted now is because everyone is entitled to a speedy trial. Yes, but the judge, the first judge, found her to be Mentally not competent. And, and so she had to go into... Uh, counseling and, or therapy and and every month they would say uh, you know check her and say are is she confident is she confident and they got a new judge yeah and this new judge I believe it was in March of 2022 yeah um this decided that they were going to split the cases meaning yeah. they would not be tried together that they would be tried separately which I think they did specifically for the sole purpose of, um, we know now that he is, that Chad Daybell is being charged with Tammy Daybell's murder. And, um, and JJ and And JJ and Tylee's, as well as he's getting charges for money theft. Yeah. Um, because he also stole money, um, well, Tammy, from, uh, Tylee and JJ and, um, Tammy. Yeah, well, see, he cashed her life insurance policy for $130,000. No, 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 oh, no. no, I'm sorry. It was $430,000 he got from yeah. killing his wife. So, I mean, that's deceptive. Yeah. He, he doesn't deserve that money. And... Actually, know. um, the chart, it's very, he should be very, very scared right now because... He his case is um, up for the death penalty. Yeah, there's a possibility that they they're going to vote on that. I think, um, and that would be good to to see that. Um, I personally don't think that he should get the death penalty. Not because I want him to be alive, but because uh, there are certain people who I believe need to sit with it and sit and stew in the yeah. pain and misery. But see, I don't think he understands. I don't, well, I don't think he cares about the what he's done or no. the gravity of what he's done. Well, I think they're both, in my opinion, mentally ill, and there's nothing wrong with being mentally ill um, because there's people who live with mental illnesses every day. But nobody needs that. Um, the, the, Weeks before um, he, they killed Tammy, um, she, he had mentioned, you know, even when he first met Lori, he mentioned like, oh yeah, my wife's going to live a short life. Yeah. Like he had these visions. He thinks that he, um, he had gotten into a brief accident. Yeah. And almost died. Well, he actually, technically he died. And he came back to life. Um, they were able to reassess, resuscitate him. And ever since then, he says that he was connected. He's half in the spirit world, half oh out. Oh, my God. And that, that he can have, he has these visions 
um, that's this is part of the reason why they're calling him the new David Koresh because he's he yeah. says that he has these visions and he just knew she was gonna have a short life. Yeah, she was gonna die early. Yeah, and it was gonna be a painful death. I don't know why you would wish that for your wife. I don't know but, why you would kill your wife, but he did. Uh, especially because Sammy Daybell was described as being like a literal angel. Like yeah. she's literally a sweet person. There was Kind. absolutely no reason. She was well uh, into her church. She was kind. She was, everyone always says wonderful things about her. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you don't know what and people she do. she believed the... her husband left her. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't any suspicion. No. Suspicion. No, and I I find everything that that uh Lori and Chad did from the get-go. Yeah. Lori also says that she has visions. Yeah. Um, she said that she had a vision of Tammy dying. She had, um, now, we're, to go quickly back before, she tell, Lori tells her friend, um, this friend actually did lie for Lori, um, she she quickly changed her story after people started getting on to her um, yeah. about it. But she said that um, Lori had told her that um, Tylee and JJ ha were zombies. Yeah. That they were... Um, she was very scared for them. She was very worried that they, you know, she was trying to protect them, um, you know... Because they were zombies. <laughs> so, you if that right there doesn't tell you yeah. how far into the Kool-Aid she was. And I, I'm making a joke because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I mean, she would say she's Jesus. She would say she's God. Yeah. She would say she's angel. She's an angel. In their little cult, she and uh, Chad are prophets. Yeah. Um, who speak to God. And... I don't know why God always speaks to the people who commit crimes. Yeah. Who hurt, like to hurt people. Um, now, before she was sentenced, uh, before, before the tri trial had started, um, when she was in, um, custody, uh, because she, she had a high... Bail. They were like, because yeah, they just five knew. million dollars. They knew she was going to do another runner if if they let her out. And they may not find her this time. Yeah. And so her oldest son, Colby Ryan, he actually, he called his mom and confronted her and was like, did you do this? Is this real? Like, I'm, like, he was trying to, to sit there and tell her in this call, like, I'm upset with you. Like, um, I, I lost my, my family. JJ and Tylee are gone. My siblings are dead. Like, and you're in jail. Like, what do I do? You know? And then she's sitting there saying, uh, well, you don't know how hard it's been on me. And if you knew the whole story, and she said, nobody cares about how I feel. Nobody cares about, um, what's been done to me. Everyone just cares about Tylee and JJ. 
Because they're the literal children you murdered. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how. And then she also was talking to him about, and he was trying to shut that down because he's religious as well. Yeah. Um, but he's not uh, a part of their their no. religion. Um, he's a Mormon, I believe. But um, he he was trying to shut that down. He was like, "Mom, stop, please. You know, just tell me." The truth. Tell me the truth. And she was talking about how God spoke to her and said that everybody will find out soon. Yeah. That um, uh, she, she kept saying, Tylee and JJ are in a safe place. And at the time... I don't she, know how she could think a safe place is in a tra pile of trash in her lover's backyard. Yeah. Now, at the time that... When she was first arrested and first look being looked at um, and questioned and everything, um, she her little cult thought that the world was going to come to an end in yeah. twenty twenty, and when that date passed, a few people left. Yeah, and and she really hasn't said anything about it. Well, God gave uh, gave us a second chance. Yeah. It's it's okay that, you know, God gave us a second chance because we have to make sacrifices. And the way I took that is, oh, I gave Tylee and JJ up, and now I saved the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. Um, she was diagnosed with uh, a narcissistic personality disorder as well as uh, a religious disorder. Um, yeah. basically, she is so far into her religion that sometimes she can't understand what she's doing. Yeah. Like, she, she has, she thinks that what she's doing is for God. Yeah. And I get that there are people who, she's struggling with this yeah. mental illness, and... People, all the people who she was sitting here saying, oh, like, my kids are zombies, my kid, you know, uh, they're evil, they're little, there's demons living among us, like, they probably should have seen that and been like, okay, this woman doesn't need to be taking care of a seven-year-old. Yeah. We need to get her help. And all of the, the police department who decided to not give her that 5150 when Charles had credible reason. Yeah. I'm just saying, um... Well, one week he's sitting there saying, my wife is insane, she's threatening to kill me. She says I'm a zombie, I'm not the, her real husband. Um, you know, that she's going to murder me, and the next week she does. But, uh, so... I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not putting the blame all on Chandler police. But No, but they if, should if, share in some of the, yeah. the blame. I mean, hopefully they're going to make it up because Lori has another trial in Chandler this coming year. Yeah. And hopefully by the end of 2024... You know, she's still not, they're still, 
no one can say you murdered your child you murdered your husband they're just having to say a conspiracy to commit murder because she kept her hands clean yeah there isn't a um other than that one hair there is no evidence that lori actually murdered her children but they do believe that she is the she's um, the main cause well they do believe that she is the the ringleader of them and got the the two to kill the children exactly and and so but i still think that chandler should have taken him serious Mm -hmm. um they should have said you know hey okay well you know especially after they maybe they didn't write it down or something but they certainly had her come in and talk to her entirely so why would they not say oh he's dead uh maybe this chick really was yeah trying to kill him because he said i mean on on record he said she was trying to kill him so i mean they have to take some kind of blame yeah and they have apologized, I believe. And uh, hopefully the, they'll... They just... Make uh, it up by prosecuting her and they'll what, convict her of that, too. And doing better in the future to try to pre- yes. prevent these things from happening. Um, now, I also... I found out something that is insane to me. Yeah. Um, it really doesn't have anything to do with the case, but it... It shows you that uh, Chad knows a little bit about this kind of stuff. Oh. Um, in college, in his co- first couple of years of college. Yeah. It might have just been the first year of college. But in college, um, Chad Daybell, his job in college, he was a grave digger. So he knew what he was doing. He knew how to get rid of the bodies. Oh my god. So. He wasn't very good at his job, but at least he had yeah. some idea. And there's a there's a photograph of him inside a grave digging a, digging wow. a grave. Um, I, I, I like how they're okay with, you know, the uncle and, and the stepdad's okay with burning this, this young woman. But they're they're not good with burning the little boy. I well, from what I understand from uh, people around Alex, said that he he did change after yeah. the kids went missing. He he. Um, well, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? He ha- also had. I I don't want to speculate too much about him because I don't know for sure about this. But it was. Um, said that he may have had a bit of a drug problem. Uh, um, well, I definitely would have had one after. Before and and a little bit after, so I'm not um, not saying that that was why he did this, but I'm saying he was a very troubled person in general. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't excuse it. No. At all, but his sister Lori is so manipulative 
Yeah. So manipulative. Um, she got family members to leave their spouses and move with her. Yeah. She got friends to leave their spouses and move with her. And new babies. Yeah. It's just insane. It's insane. What... To think about this whole mess. I... I mean, I just sit there... Sat there and cried the other day when I heard how Tylee and... and I, I could JJ was found and how they were murdered and how they can't even tell how she was dead. I mean, they had to identify her with clumps of hair and fatty tissue. Yeah. And teeth. That's so sad. That's it's, sad for everyone, to, for anyone to be found like yeah. that. And let alone a child. Yeah. Because she was a child. And it breaks my heart. Because your child, or a child, or children, I should say, are lying dead in a pile of trash, and you're in Hawaii living it up. Yeah. Drinking. Telling people at the ho the resort that you're at that you don't have children. Yeah. Drinking spicy margaritas and, and having a great time. Um... I, I wanted to... We're going to end this soon, but I wanted to also... Um, talk about the love that these kids had. Oh, yeah. I mean... For each other, for, for each family. other. It, I, I cried listening to the medical examiner, but I cried so much harder listening to the grandparents. Oh, my God. It broke my heart to see... Especially her, the grandfather, talk about JJ yeah. and how, you know, they don't have to wonder anymore, but it's also, it's a new pain. Yeah, it's a heartbreak. Because um, they don't have to wonder, are they, you know, uh, for a lot of, a long, long time when the kids were missing, they thought, well, okay, they're a doomsday cult, maybe they've got the kids and they're hiding them somewhere. Yeah. And they're just like hidden a in a bunker or something, something. like that. But that was very wishful thinking. Yeah. And, you know, they, you can tell just by all the interviews that they loved those kids a lot. And they cared about Tylee. Listening to Lori's sister screaming at her. Yeah. Begging her to say Did where you the do kids this? were. Just tell me where it's at, where they're at. Uh, are they alive? Please just tell us. I mean... It, it's heartbreaking. It is. It's heartbreaking because there were so many people that would have taken both of the children. Exactly. So many. I mean, like, ten people, ten couples, yeah. right off the top of my head, would have taken these kids. JJ was a really well-mannered child. Yeah, everyone said that he was, like, a little sweetheart. I mean, he was a little rambunctious, like, running around and stuff well, like that. But what seven-year-old isn't? Yeah, he's a he's a sweet little boy who want, wants to play. And Tylee was so smart and so, you know, she had her whole life ahead of her. She'll never have babies. She'll never get married. That's, yeah. Oh, I've got to stop. It's...
I hope that they... I'm wondering if when... If Lori ever can come out of... The fog. You know, after getting treatment and things like that, um, while she's in jail, because she is going to jail, um, will... Will she regret it? I don't, I don't think, think she, she will. will because she, to me, she only cares about herself. She only ever mentions herself. Yeah, she's only ever cared about herself. The only time that she ever act acted like she cared about anybody was when they were trying to separate the the two of them. She asked not to be separated from him. She wanted to be around him so that they could do their legal things together yeah. so that she could spend time with him. But it was still all about her and yeah. what she wanted. Yeah. And, um, during, oh, I forgot to mention, also during her trial, when they were talking, when they were going over the medical examiner stuff, um, her lawyer had asked for her to step away, uh, for the rest of the day. Um, uh, because due to her mental health issues, that it would be triggering for her to hear the death of her children. How they were found. That she caused. They wouldn't have died if it wasn't, if she, if she didn't tell Alex Cox and Chad Daybell to do it. Yeah. So, I'm, uh, thankfully the judge said, no, that's stupid, you have to stay in here. I'm paraphrasing. Um, but I, that's where we're going to end this. There's really not a, I I don't really have any way to end it. Well, it's not distasteful. I, I think that we could end it like, I mean, thank God the judge saw through everything. The jury saw through everything. They gave her 30 years. And hopefully she'll get another 30 years so she can never get out of jail in Arizona. And she does have to pay court fees. Uh, She has to pay uh, the states back for her um, mishandling their funds because she got a check for Tylee. She got a check for JJ. Yeah. Um, And she may have to pay restitution. She has to pay restitution to the state for the trial. She has to pay for the trial. And I believe that they're making her pay some of um, Tammy Daybell's uh, money back. Okay. What she used. And also, there was charges on Tylee's card, her um, uh, credit card. Yeah. And I believe she has to pay that. Um, but it, it was around $50,000 that she's going to have to pay back so far there. The judge asked, they gave, uh, the judge gave him 30 days to come up with the final total and he would tell her what she had to pay back then. Okay. But it's at least 50,000. Chad Daybell's trial is in 2024. So we'll have to wait to see what comes of that. But, like I said before, he is up for the death penalty. Um, or there's a possibility of the death death penalty. Um, 
I'm thinking they're gonna go more for life. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, Alex Cox cannot be prosecuted because he's dead. Yeah. Um, I just, it's astonishing to me how all of these people could die. She's a and black such, widow. Yeah. Except it's, not all of them are her mates. <laughs> but, uh, she's sure a black widow. No, um, I hope that you have a good day or night wherever you're at. And... Please give your kids a kiss. Yes. If you don't have children, say some kind words to your family. Yes. And um, I think because everyone got all mixed up in how crazy, the crazy whirlwind that is Lori and Chad, that a lot of people forgot that, you know, we should remember Tylee and JJ. And Charles and Tammy. And Charles and Tammy. And everyone else that they affected. Yeah. Have a good day.